Take a second, turn around, and say hello to somebody.
name's Allie, and we're glad you're here. If you're new here, go ahead and pick up one of these forms from the seat back in front of you, fill it out, and drop it in the offering bag as it goes through. Today is the last day to order from the Youth Laundry Soap Sale. You can pay with cash, check, card, or digital payments. See the tech booth for the order form and check out the good deals we have to offer. Thank you. What If Jesus Was Serious class begins October 2nd. This is an eight-week class. You can sign up on the form in the seat back pocket and put it in the offering or give it to Chuck if interested. Bonfire is coming up October 15th at 5 p.m. Bring a friend and some food to share. Join us for an evening of fellowship and fun. Thanks for watching the announcements. If you need any more information, go to our website or pick up a bulletin. Thanks for being here and enjoy the service. Good morning, kids. Morning. 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 Wake up. I told one person if they get tired during the service just to go to sleep, which is okay. Well, last night there was a revival in Ohio. There were prayers that were going up. People, about 10.30 p.m., people were praying all over the state last night. It was crazy. Remember that? Anybody praying last night? And then Ohio State won. Yeah. But there was more prayers that went out probably than, you know, for, than for a, a national revival last night. They, it was going to be the end of the world if Notre Dame won. But Notre Dame has big touchdown Jesus, right? So anyway. What? Oh, it's the end of the world since the Reds lost. Honey, the Reds have lost lots of times in my lifetime. <coughs> so the world's ended a bunch. Um, you saw the announcement, so just check those out. Start a new class, October something or other, second maybe. And then um, there's a there's a workshop here in, in October. It's on Thursday night, suicide prevention. So it's really going to be a really good thing. So you might want to come and check that out. So let's say a prayer, and we will take up the offering. So, Lord, just thank you that we can give to you. And I pray you use these gifts, Lord, just to glorify your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, we do a thing, if you're a guest today, we do a thing every year called Covenant Sunday. And it's, uh, we don't have a church membership. Um, in the Old Testament on Yom Kippur, uh, which actually just happened in September, um, they would renew their covenant every year. And so we do that every year uh, as a church. And so uh, during, during the service at the end, people will come forward and they'll sign a little thing and get a communion cup and get a little bead and all that stuff. And I'll explain that to you later. So if you're a guest today, that's what's happening. 
but you're still welcome to come and grab a communion thing. We usually pass them out at the door. That's why we didn't today. Make sense? All right. <clears throat> uh, pray for my aunt this afternoon. Um, I'm going to do a memorial service for my uncle. This year has been kind of crazy in our family. My, my, my uncle died in March. My mother died in July. And my other uncle died th- three or four weeks ago. So just, uh, and so, and my aunt's at a place in Lebanon. We're going to have a memorial service there, uh, at Traditions of Lebanon. So just pray for her, um, and us. Okay. So, um, let's say a prayer and, and then we'll read the scripture together. So Lord, just thank you <clears throat> for your word. Thank you that we come worship you. Uh, God, I pray for my Aunt Martha that you'd be with her today, that you just give her your grace and peace through this whole thing. And God, I pray you just bless us as we share together how important it is that we're connected to each other because we need each other in this crazy world. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Jesus gave the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, and it goes like this. This is the last thing he said. These are his his final orders, and they're still uh, for us. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And then in Acts chapter 2, we've read this a bunch during our series. We've been doing a series called Better Together. And uh, on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after Passover, uh, 50 days after the resurrection, uh, the Holy Spirit came and uh, people were speaking other languages. A crowd gathered and Peter stood up and told them about Jesus. And lots of people believed in Jesus and they demonstrated by getting baptized. So here we go. Those who accepted his message were baptized. About 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. As I mentioned, the Old Testament, they did a covenant. And we do a covenant every year too, and it's just an agreement. And, and, uh, the, the Hebrew word is barith, and it means an agreement, a treaty, a league, a pact, or whatever. Um, we do covenants all the time, right? Uh, people get married, that's a covenant. Uh, we do different commitments to each other. And so every year in our church, we renew our covenant. And so in order to do that, let me, uh, show you some home movies. Just kidding. I'll tell you our, our family story, okay? Um, 1988, uh, Liz and I moved here from uh, Kentucky. I, I was a co-pastor at a church. I pastored in Monroe for 10 years, went to Kentucky. I was co-pastor at like a mega church. I was on TV. Can you imagine me being on TV? Yeah, they get the hook. They throw me off in a second. <coughs> I called it the church show, so that wasn't good. Um, but anyway, we felt like God wants to come here. And and so my, my co-pastor was originally from Lebanon. Anybody from Lebanon here today? Yeah, some people from Lebanon. Okay, well, anyway, uh, I'm from here. Um, but anyway, my co-pastor was there, and he took a leave of absence for three months, and then people were hoping he wouldn't come back. And that's, and that's not a good thing to be in the middle of every group in church, and you see churches split and stuff. And I thought, I'm not playing that game. But I, listen, I, I feel like I want to come to Franklin. So when he came back, I told him, I says, I think God wants to go to Franklin. And he goes, there's nothing in Franklin. He was from Lebanon. People that don't live in Franklin have different ideas about Franklin, right? Like some... People as their teenagers, their parents tell them, don't go to Franklin, right? Uh, or, or different things like that. I'm from Franklin. It's a great place to live. It's a great place to grow up. And uh, so I said, I think I want to go to Franklin. He goes, there's nothing in Franklin. And I said, there's God and poor people. And I'd rather be in the streets with poor people than in this building. And then I told him, I said, and the building was a big monster building. And I said, I think Jesus would look at this building and go and hang out at the bar downtown. And he told me I was an idiot. <clears throat> and I am. Then he asked me some important questions. He goes, where are you going to live? And I says, I don't know. Because and we had four, Mark was in third grade. So there's Mark, John, Luke, and Paul. And uh, he said, where are you going to live? I says, I don't know. And he says, how are you going to live? I said, I don't know that either. And I says, that's not my problem. I made a commitment as a 16-year-old that whatever Jesus told me to do, I would do. So he told me I was crazy. We moved here. We moved in with my mother. I hadn't lived with my mom since I was 18 years old. It was actually wonderful. I got to know my mom. I didn't know her before. I mean, how many people talk to their moms growing up and ask them important questions and stuff? You don't. 
right? They're your mom. And uh, dad, maybe you did, but I just didn't. And so I got to know my mom. It was great. And the boys got to know Mamaw, and, and so it was a good thing. So we lived with her. Uh, and then after a few months, we, we, we were going to start a church. And so uh, we, we met in this, in this house. That's Phyllis Fitzgerald's house. It's on Harrison Street or Harrison Avenue, whatever they call it. Uh, you might know the Fitzgerald name if you go to the swimming pool. Paul Elmer Fitzgerald, that was her husband. And he, for years... I uh, wanted to have a, a swimming pool in Franklin for all the kids who couldn't afford to go to the to the the one that was right by the the, the golf course, Franklin, and then there was one in Hunter, and most kids in Franklin couldn't afford any of those places. So he fought like crazy to get a swimming pool in Franklin. That's why it's called the Paul Elmer Fitzgerald Swimming Pool. <coughs> but anyway, Aunt Key says you can use our house because we didn't even have a house. So we started a group in the house, and there's some people in this room that were in the in the original in the original group, right? And so we met a, met there, and then we decided we'd start a service, and so we started to meet on Sunday night, and we rented a place at Franklin Square for twelve hundred dollars a month. Franklin Square is up behind Frisius, and we met there. Uh, while we were there, <coughs> uh, there was a lady that would come to our church. Her name was Florence Sefton, and the, and then uh, what was her friend's name? I can't remember her name too, but anyway, Florence would come early. She was she was a prayer, an intercessor. She would come an hour before church, and she'd go sit in a room, and she would pray. <coughs> One Sunday after church, I said, Florence, we need another place to meet. And so the next day, I get a phone call from Odessa Auto Auction, and they said, we hear you're looking for a place to meet. How's that, right? So I went there and and, and checked it out, and... uh and looked at the building, and we were paying $1,200 a month there. And I said, well, how much would you charge us to meet here? And the guy goes, wouldn't charge you anything. You can have it for free. I, I tried to look spiritual. Well, I'm going to have to pray about that. But anyway, <coughs> I didn't have to pray about that. We took it. And uh, so literally our church was in a wagon. We literally drove in the building. They opened the big doors, and we set up church. And the boys loved it because there's all kinds of cars there. And so sometimes we had to move cars. And then we met in the, the one room. It was the driver's room, and they smoked a lot in there, okay? So some t- Sundays you'd come out of church smelling like you – they didn't smoke during church. They smoked in the, during the week, right? So you come out of church, and you think, wow, I think I've been smoking. But anyway, uh, the, the nursery met in one of the, dri- one of the rooms that had pay phones, and the kids discovered you can call 911 with, without putting money in it. So some Sundays I'd be preaching, the police would be coming in and out and stuff. <clears throat> I could go on all day about the auto auction. Uh, one one fun story is my son Luke learned to, to fly on a magic carpet at the at, at there. We we had a blue insulation that we would set up in the hallways to make rooms, and so and so the boys would help me. We'd load the the thing up and we would drive back to the place to put the stuff up. So and it's always windy there. It's always windy here. So one Sunday Luke's on the I don't know how he is. He's a little kid, and 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 uh, he. Um, we're riding back to the to put the thing up, and all of a sudden the wind picks that thing up, and he goes up about 15 feet, and then he comes back down. He didn't get hurt, so so that was good. <coughs> I'll, I'll tell you how great a parent I am too. Um, I usually would go early, and we would set up church, and then Liz would come later with the boys. So one Sunday after church, uh, I got a new bag phone. Anybody remember what a bag phone is? It goes in your car. And uh, Charles had gotten one too. And all of a sudden we get a phone call from our son Paul. And and Liz answers and Paul goes, Mommy, where are you? Because we looked for him at church, but we couldn't find him. And uh, he goes, I'm home. We left him home. <coughs> and uh, we thought he was playing a trick because Charles had a new phone. We thought that Chad and Paul were messing with us and all that, but it, but it wasn't. It was It was Paul. Calling from home, and uh, when I got home, I said, "What are you gonna do today, Paul? You want you want pizza? You know anything like that? Don't don't call children's services." <coughs> Excuse me. We met there for about five years. Um, this church was built by the Brethren Church. The first pastor uh, uh, was in a car wreck. His wife died. His mother died, and his son died. And that was and the first time I met him was at the funeral home. And and uh, this church was built by the Brethren Church. And, uh, and some of you guys are still here. And so anyway, uh, then after that, they had some issues and stuff and some people started coming to our church from there. And there's one couple that came and, uh, and, uh, it was David and Delena. And, and I told them, I says, when you get better, when you get healed, go back to your own church. And so I, and so one Sunday they came, they told me we're going back and said, okay, that's fine. I was doing a class on Sunday night called experiencing God and they came and, and, uh, they told me how many kids they had in this building, which wasn't very many. And so we came down to rent this building. And, and Northview Brethren 
merged with us, and, and we were called the Vineyard Christian Fellowship then. So we became the, the Vineyard Community Church or something like that. <coughs> and the brethren were really nice to us, and uh, and we still support them. We still send them money. I made a commitment, you know, that, that, that we would do that. We bought the building from the Brethren Church. The Brethren Church bailed out the church here, and uh, I think we still owe $200,000 on the building. I think we got it for $350,000. And the Brethren Church sold it to us. And acted as the bank. And I grew up as a Southern Baptist. And I said, Southern Baptists would never do that. And so we didn't have to go get a loan or anything like that. We, we just, our rent just changed into that. So that's cool. Um, then uh, for a few years, Franklin's been a needy place. And so we, 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 um, did I show pictures of, of the boys? Go back. I skipped it. I'm sorry. <coughs> One of the first things we did. Uh, is that, that's, uh, Luke on the end and the Osterman kid, then there's Paul, then there's John, then another Osterman kid. And I can't remember their names, but anyway, uh, we would go to Aldi and buy groceries and then we'd go different places in town and knock on the door and say, does anybody need any food? And if they said yes, we gave them food, then we'd say a prayer for them. And that was it. So we've done that from the very beginning. And, uh, and, and then, uh, we were, we were, had a, a basketball tournament downtown during River Days and that building was empty. So we rented that building that became our free store. And we were there for a long, long time until they condemned the building. And then we moved to the place uh, by Save-A-Lot, which has been sold. And so now our free store is back there. We had a health clinic for a bunch of years there for five years where people could go see a doctor for free and and, and all that. And Dr. Chamberlain was, was our doctor for that. Now I think they do it out of the Methodist Church. Okay? Um, you can see that. That's, that's um, probably Thanksgiving, right? <coughs> Excuse me. And I got lots of Thanksgiving. My favorite, I just have to tell it again. Because people are people, you know? And you can get upset because sometimes people say people take advantage of you or whatever like that. And they probably do sometimes. But not all the time. One Thanksgiving, it wasn't here, it was the other place. A guy came in, I handed him a turkey, and he goes, those are sure little turkeys this year. I'm giving the guy a free turkey. He says, those are sure little turkeys. So me being the great Christian I am, I took it back. I just took it back. I said, I, you don't have to take it. I said, I'm sorry. He goes, no. I said, no, look, if this turkey is too little for your family, I don't want to insult you, so you don't have to take the turkey. He was begging me for the turkey when he was done. <coughs> I finally gave it back to him. And then I saw him about two weeks later, and I said, how was that turkey? He goes, oh, it was good. So, <laughs> so you can get upset with people, or you can go, eh, whatever, you know. Uh, once another agency came down, they wanted to check our list for Thanksgiving to see who was getting food. You know, and I looked at the lady, I said, we're not going to give you our list. Plus, what's wrong with people eating twice this week? You know, so, so our deal is always to share with people. We, we started in 2008, we go to Ethiopia. No one wanted to go there. I don't build things. I did build my deck with some help on YouTube. My dad used to build, you know, he built Penrose Baptist Church, did all these different things. I don't build things, but we helped build that church there in Ethiopia. Notice the cross is leaning. <coughs> If you go there now, the whole church is leaning. Uh, it's made out of like some uh, eucalyptus sticks and mud. And and I don't build, but I knew there's supposed to be these things called trusses or something, right? Anybody know about building? It's got to be there in the top. So I, I had them do that. But now the whole thing's kind of leaning. But but we've been going to Ethiopia for since 2008. We have 31 churches in Ethiopia, two schools, and an orphanage. Us. Got that? And... uh Every year we take up a Christmas offering, uh, because I grew up Southern Baptist, there was Lottie Moons, so we just switched to Ethiopia, and, uh, we, we go there. I've, I've, uh, I've, one time I was there, I gave these two young pastors, I gave each of them a hundred dollars. One of our dollars is equal to fifty of theirs. It paid their college tuition for a year. Is that crazy? So anyway, we do stuff in Ethiopia. Haven't been in a couple of years because of COVID and a civil war, but I'll be going back. Okay? Um, what else we got, Pat? <coughs> All right, our family vision. This is the deal. Bring God's kingdom to our world by discipling people in the way of Jesus. Okay? What does that mean? It means people need to come to know Jesus as their Savior by inviting him into their life, being saved. Okay? Uh, but the way of Jesus is how you live. It's not about, you know... You can go to church all the time, but it's how you treat people during the week. Does that make sense? So being a Christian is way more than this. This is just where you come and worship God and go, yes, let's go out and do it for a week. This is a cheerleading session. And then you go out and play the game. And so so our family vision is to make people followers of Jesus that they learn how to live like Jesus. Okay, And it's not rocket science. Jesus just said, love God and love your neighbor. Right? 
And I always tell people the church made up all the other rules. We just love God and love your neighbor, and, and that's the deal. So that's our family vision. Our family values, <clears throat> this is how we're supposed to live. And we use a triangle as an illustration. We, because Jesus went up on the mountain and he prayed and met the Father, he came down and called his disciples, and then he sent them out. So we live a three-dimensional life just like Jesus, up, in, and out. Okay? So, uh, up is, is just loving and listening to God. It, it represents our relationship to God. We did some of that this morning. It's called worship. When we worship God, we're saying, God, we love you. Thank you that you love us, that we have that relationship with each other. So we, we want to live that way. Okay? And we do that privately and we do it corporately together. Uh, in is that we love and, and care for each other. Uh, it, it represents our relationships with each other. We're supposed to be in relationships. I mean, you can be a Christian and not go to church or never go to church, but that's totally foreign to the Bible. In the Bible, they always were connected to each other. Like I read that scripture in the book of Acts, the early church, it said they got together every day. Okay, and they met in homes and they ate together and they shared communion together every time they got together, uh, the breaking of the bread. <coughs> um, excuse me. And, and so we need to live in relationship with, with each other. And so that's some people that I hang out with. I couldn't figure out where it was today, but somebody looked at the little thing and says that's A and G pizza. So that's a great place to take your group to. Um, and so we need to live in relationship with each other. Um, we need each other. Okay? Life is hard. Like I just shared with you my, what's happening to me this year and, and Liz. And, and there have been people in my life that encouraged me, that prayed for me, that helped me so that, so, so that we can make it because life is hard. And, and one day we're driving along, Liz goes, she goes, you know, you just kind of go from one tragedy to the next tragedy, the older you get. And that, and that sucks actually, right? And, and so we need that relationship with each other. And then the third way that we live is out. We're supposed to live to serve our community. We try to do things in our town because we love our town. That's why we came. Okay? Uh, it, it represents a relationship with our community. And as we serve people, we don't like hit people up to go to church. We just serve them because you're supposed to. And it builds a bridge so that they can walk across and find Jesus in their life. Does that make sense? Um, <coughs> we believe that the building of the relationship helps those in need, like I just said, and it builds a bridge so Jesus can walk over, that they can have that relationship. So um, we do we do things in the town. Uh, that's That's a block party at Anthony Wayne. Elementary school. Anthony Owens is one of our favorite schools. And we go there every year, right? And uh, we do stuff there, right? Tom cooks hot dogs there. His wife teaches there. Um, and then the teenagers. Uh, in the summertime, I do a discipleship program with teenagers uh, called Disciple Youth. And so uh, we study the Bible. We actually <clears throat> uh, are learning the Disciples' Cross. It's a master life thing. And memorize scripture. And then we go out and do stuff for people. And so these are two guys. And uh, that looks like Jude and Thomas. And they are at Wendy's, and they're walking up to people's car, freaking them out, and handing them five dollars on a little card, and says, "Here, let us help you buy your lunch today." And so, so it's a good thing. So they learn to do that. Um, that's Anthony Wayne again, <coughs> doing doing our block party there. Okay, people do all kinds of things uh, for us there. We have games, we have hot dogs, we have face painting, everything. Okay, still here? I, I think I'll take a cough drop. All right, next. Maybe I can't talk with this thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Family practices. Okay, uh, this is this is our covenant. This is what we we believe that we're supposed to do. And and this this comes actually from from John Wimber, who was one of the early guys that started the vineyard, uh, because uh, we think that everybody's supposed to do this stuff. And so the first thing is that everybody gets to play. Okay, uh, this is a covenant involvement. That means that everybody has stuff to do. Okay, um, bring it to the next slide, Pat. <clears throat> okay, um, in First Peter, you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We believe in the priesthood of every believer. Okay, <clears throat> Peter wrote this, and he's saying this. Go back to that verse, Pat. Oh, it's still there, isn't it? He's saying this, that we're a royal priesthood. That what does a priest do? A priest goes to God on behalf of the people, and a priest goes to people on behalf of God. The Bible teaches that every believer is a priest. If you go to work tomorrow and somebody asks you who your minister is, tell them you are. Okay? Because all of us can do this stuff. It's not just for some person that's been to school and seminary and all that. 
Everybody can do this stuff. And all of us are gifted. First Peter 4.10 says, uh, each of you should use whatever gift you have or receive to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Every, all of God's kids are gifted kids. So all of us can do something. Let me show you one of the most important jobs in, our, in the church. It's called the nursery. There's a person back there today who would stay every week. Her name's Bev, uh, triplet, and she go, oh, I get to stay in the nursery today. It's an important job. That's Lana and, uh, Emily. Okay. Anyway, <coughs> let me tell you a story about this picture and the reason well, the story happened afterwards. That baby freaked out in the middle of the service. So that's a little thing came on the screen and uh, the, the woman went out and she was packing up her stuff to leave. And I said, you don't have to leave. Just go back and check on her and then come back. So she went back and checked on her and they got her settled down and then she came back. Okay. That day in the service, the mother of that little baby accepted Jesus and became a Christian. And I baptized her in the creek that afternoon. That would not have happened had that not happened. You know what I'm saying? There was a preacher once in uh, Florida. His name was Peter Lord. And uh, they were having trouble <clears throat> getting people to work in kids' ministry and in the nursery. So one Sunday he decided to, to, he wrote his sermon out and gave it to somebody to read. And he went to the nursery to watch kids. And as the service starts, says, Pastor Lord is in the nursery today. If you want to hear him preach next week, somebody needs to come volunteer in the nursery. Right? So anyway, it's an important job. And here's another one group. We went to uh, the Hispanic church. And uh, they're watching their kids so that they can have a little conference and stuff like that. An important job. Everybody can do something. Our teenagers, not only did they learn the Bible, not only did they learn how to go out and serve people, they learned how to clean the church. Okay? I made them pick up garbage and do stuff in the church during that week. Everybody can do stuff. Okay? It's really important. Um, next one, I think. New Vine is a place where everyone... It's to pray, okay? It's a covenant of prayer. Sometimes people say, well, I guess all I can do is pray. Prayer is the most important thing, okay? We need to pray for each other. Um, one old preacher said this. He goes, I need the prayer, and you need the practice. And so we need to pray for each other. It's just, it's real. Prayer is just talking to God. <clears throat> you don't have to get fancy about it. We always say the Lord's Prayer every week when we do communion. And if you don't know it by heart, you'll you'll learn it by heart if you keep coming. Um and, and this is the model prayer that Jesus gave so people would learn how to pray. If you look around this room, <clears throat> you'll see th- things on the wall. Over here is Father. And that's the part of the Lord's Prayer. Father who art in heaven, right? That God's our dad. That we can have a relationship with him. Uh, your kingdom come. Okay, over here it says king. <clears throat> kingdom means the rule of God. That, that, that he's to rule our life. Okay, that we're to submit to his lordship. Provision. Give us this day our daily bread. We ask God to meet our needs. Okay? Forgiveness. Forgive us our trespasses. Notice how it goes. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against. In other words, God, forgive me the same way that I forgive other people. And then back here, guide us. Lead me not into temptation. We ask God to lead us. And deliver us from the evil one. And so it's, it's the Lord's Prayer. It's how we pray for each other. And so we need to pray for each other. It's an, it's an important thing to do that. Paul said this in Romans. <clears throat> I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, uh, to join me in my st- struggle by praying to God for me. We, we need to pray for each other. We do a thing every year. Uh, we used to do it at a free store, but we don't have room where we do Christmas for people in need. And so we, we have a, almost like a store, and people can come in and get stuff. It's all free. And and they always get prayers. So there's Shonda praying for this lady, okay? Because we want people to know that we love them and, and that they get prayer, okay? Um, <coughs> next one. Guys still here? I'm going as fast as I can. Got to make lunch, right? We believe this. Everybody gets to pay, okay? It's a, it's a covenant investment. This stuff doesn't happen... You know, by accident. And, and giving is just a part of being a Christian. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Giving is an important thing. God demonstrated because he gave us everything. One, you have life right now. Most of you guys are breathing, right? So he, so he, he gives us life. And so it's, it's a gift. And so covenant equals relationship and responsibility. With covenant comes, comes relationship. And the Bible talks about it all the way through. Um, Mark always talks about this. 
When the kids were growing up, they would come to Thanksgiving. They didn't bring anything because they were kids. But after they became adults, each one brings something to contribute. And that's just a part of being a family, right? And a church is a family where each of us gets to, to help and each of us gets to share. And I very rarely ever talk about this, maybe just once a year, uh, but that's part of the covenant thing, okay? The Bible all the way through talks about it. Um, it talks about tithes and offerings. And, and the word tithe just means 10%, that we give 10% of our income to God. It's all his anyway, okay? And he can actually call it in at any time, right? It all belongs to him. Um, I grew up as a Baptist preacher's kid, and we had offering envelopes as children. Anybody have offering envelopes as children? Okay? And, uh, you, and if you remember the offering envelopes, they had a little, little, uh, graph on it, and you would check what you did. Did you read your Bible this week? Did you? It's funny though, if you remember, you get to the giving part, you got more points. Right? So, what's that about? <clears throat> but anyway, uh, I was taught as a kid to give. And so all, all the way through for a long, long time, Liz and I were the only people that supported the church, uh, until we got going good. But, uh, it's important that, that we learn to do that. And so it, Things happen because of that. It's important uh, in the scripture. Listen to what it says here. This is from Malachi. Um, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I'll not throw open the floodgates of heaven, pour out so much of blessings that there'll be no room enough to share it. The Bible all the way through the Old Testament taught tithing. The New Testament did too. Jesus said, you ought to, you ought to do these things and, and, and even more. And so that's that's just the deal. You know, it costs money, you know, to, to do this. And then Paul said this in Corinthians. Each of you should give whatever you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. The Greek word for cheerful, we get the word hilarious from that. That God just wants us to be givers. We need to be faithful to give here. We need to be faithful to give as out of here, too. You know, when I see people in need or need something done, I just go ahead and do it automatically because that's what you do as a Christian. We as Christians live like this with an open hand. We're able to receive and we're able to share. We can't live like this because we can't receive or share. And so things, you know, cost money. Like this place, it costs money to deal with that. Uh, our free store downtown, we, we, we pay, we pay for that place too and, and all that. Um, Ethiopia, I talked about that before, that we go there and we help churches in Ethiopia. <coughs> Plus, we help people all the time. You might find this strange, but the counties and the state Refer people to us, which freaks me out. Warren County refers people to us to get help. And I think, you're Warren County. You have, you, you have funds. You know, why are you re- sending people to us to help them? But we help them. And that's just a part of, of being a church, okay? So, um, it's important that we do that. Uh, and also, at, at Nuvon, everybody gets to practice. And we, we practice Matthew 18, 15. It's our primary, uh, Conflict resolution. What I mean by that is this. Um, I've been a pastor like a long, long time. And, uh, and, and, uh, I've been pastor in different churches and, and sometimes people in the church think you're the principal. So they will tell on other members to you. You guys don't do that, right? Uh, but sometimes people will do that and they want you to do something about this person, that person, okay? That maybe someone did something to you, okay? In Matthew 18, Jesus said to do this. He says to your brother or sister who sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. <clears throat> so our philosophy is this. If you've got some different things going on, take care of it yourself. And, you know, and, and, and go and help people. So the deal is that we are better together. That we need each other uh, to, to walk together and to serve God. All right? All right. Mark says he's done, but I'm not done. Every year we do a covenant at the end of the service like this. And there's a little covenant thing uh, that, that uh, we invite people to come up and sign the covenant, take one of these, and, and uh, then they take a little leather band and make a little little bracelet or a keychain or whatever. In the Old Testament, people would make a covenant. They'd take a leather band, they would wrap it around one person's wrist, they'd wrap it around the other person's wrist, and they would cut it. And it was called cutting a covenant. And when that person saw that band, they were reminded of the promise that they made between God and them. So we do that every year just as a reminder uh, of what we're doing. I still have mine in my pocket from last year. Uh, I don't tie the knot good. It falls off all the time and I lose it. So in my pocket, I have like a Greek Orthodox prayer prayer band. And I have my little covenant thing from last year. So it stays there. Just It's just a reminder. 
that, that we're connected to each other. So, uh, what we always do is that we take time, and if you're a guest, you don't have to do this at all, but if you want to come up to get communion, you're welcome to do that. Um, <clears throat> we'll, we come up and we'll sign the little covenant thing, and then take the covenant thing, take a bead and a piece of leather, and go back and sit down, take a communion thing with you, and we'll end with communion. Make sense? So let's say a prayer, and uh, we'll take a few minutes to do this. So Lord, thank you that we can be a part of each other. God, that we're way better together than we are by ourselves, that we actually need each other. So Lord, thank you for our church. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And and God, I pray that you just uh, bless us as we agree to to walk together in, in Jesus' name. Amen. So you're welcome to come up.
Liz, when she does her, she does a little slip knot so you can put it on off. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so you'll have to ask her when you see her. I put mine in my pocket. If you have one of these, uh, take it out if you don't mind. Every Sunday we do communion. If you listen to the word communion, it sounds like community. It's it's a covenant thing that we do together. Jesus started this on the night he was betrayed. He took the bread and and the wine and and uh, uh, he did that. You can sit down, Anna. Thank you. Oh, you have to go back to the baby room. We're going back. <clears throat> That's Hannah, one of my favorite teenagers. <laughs> she laughed at that, right? Um, <clears throat> Every week we do this as a reminder of who we are and whose we are. That we, that we don't do this by ourselves. You, you can try to live the Christian life by yourself and it, it ain't gonna happen. It's hard. Cause life is hard. And so we do this every Sunday and, and you kind of, if you can get the little top off there, you get the bread and, and uh, flip the next thing and you get the, 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 the juice. So, um, we always say the Lord's Prayer together. So if you don't know it, it it's on the screen. So here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup. He says, this cup is the new covenant relationship in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, and he said this. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You remember what Jesus did, and you're reminded of that, and you're reminded of what we're supposed to do, too. Amen. So now it's time to live the Christian life. Out of here, right? Let's all stand. <coughs> Pray for my Aunt Martha today at 4 o'clock, and me too, if you don't mind. If you do mind, don't. Okay. Um, remember the things that are coming up. And uh, I just want to tell you guys, I love you guys. I'm, I'm so just proud to be a part of you. You know, uh, it's important that we have each other. And, li- and like I said, life is, is hard to do by yourself. So we need each other, right? And we have to put up with each other, right? Every family has a crazy uncle, right? If you don't know who that is, it could be you. It could be me, okay? So there's no perfect people. If you come to this church, you know for sure you're not in a perfect place. Because this is the church where all the sinners go, right? And I'm the, the worst one probably. So let's just close in prayer. So, Lord, just thank you for your love and mercy and grace. Thank you, Lord, that we can just be a part of each other, that we can walk together trying to serve you. And, God, help us as we do that to lift each other up and to support each other, to encourage each other. Help us as we go from this place, Lord, to be your hands and feet, as we reach out to people, to love them, to lift them up, and to serve them. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Bless you. Have a good day.